Lowry's all-star push, and Donovan plays the jazz for the first time. This is Round Ball Roundup on utahjazz.com. I'm J.P. Chunga on the Utah Jazz Podcast Network, presented by First Colony Mortgage, the official mortgage lender of the Utah Jazz, and MLS number 3112, equal housing lender. Lowry Markkinen is playing at an all-star level. A Nepo baby taking from his parents, Pekka, who played at Kansas, and his mother, Rika, who played for the Finnish national team. He's an all-star, and I want you, for people who bring up why should Lowry Markkinen be an all-star? I want you to have the case. Why he should be included in 2023 and represent the home team. Because to me, the argument's pretty clear. I'll go through the names who are locks at his position and who he's competing with. Because if you are going to say that Lowry Markkinen deserves to be in, you have to say who deserves to be out. It's the whole point of having the list. And there are plenty of players this season having good years. But not everybody gets to be an all-star. And for the Jazz, they have an all-star on their team. And his name is Larry Markkinen. Why is he an all-star? I'm doing a, a video about this for the Utah Jazz YouTube page. You check it out. It's called Side Notes. First one, already did it. It was on Jordan Clarkson and his passing. Something that we've talked about on this very podcast many a time. I'm translating the all-star convo to the medium screen, YouTube. You'll be able to see my face and describing why Lowry deserves to be an all-star. One, it's career year. He's the best player on the home team. Front line of it. He's averaging 22 points, career high. Eight rebounds, two assists. Assists a career high. He's doing it on wild efficiency. Because his 53% from the field is a career high. 43% from three, you guessed it, career best. His efficiency from two-point range, 63%. And for comparison, Zion Williamson, he's shooting 61% on two-pointers. It's coming because Lowry, he has a combination of cuts. I think the most impressive thing about Lowry is how well he's doing after a really tough start, shooting the ball. He wasn't shooting the ball great from three to start the year. But in December, numbers are 50%. He's shooting 50% from three. He goes bombs away last night against Detroit, where he hits nine three-pointers. His first 15 games are statistically worse than his last 15 games. And that's after everyone found out he's the number one option. But more importantly, for the Jazz's team success, it comes in the flow. This team isn't willing to just throw it to Lowry and watch him operate. Cook, go ahead, whatever. He doesn't get those possessions. They have to run offense. If Jordan Clarkson has a hot hand, they go to Jordan. It isn't just one track, one way. And that has probably been the best part of his year, is how much is coming within team success and personal success. He can do so much off the ball that it helps him get better shots. 11% of his total shots are coming as dunks. Take the game against Detroit. There couldn't be a more perfect way to start all-star voting than to put up 38 against a team. And Lowry did it with that all-star play on Marvin Bagley. He pumps him, he throws a pump fake, gets Bagley up, breezes past him to the rim. 
That's why Larry Markkinen deserves to be an all-star. His shot, his efficiency is bringing him to new heights. He found the team. It was a good match of player and scheme. He found Utah, and Utah found out how to use him. Kirk Goldsberry, ESPN, had this stat this morning. Volume scoring in the NBA. So you're putting up a lot of field goal attempts. What are your points per shot? Top five's littered with the regular names. Steph Curry, Jokic, Durant, and Lowry Markinen. Lowry is scoring 1.3 points per shot. And that is only behind Nikola Jokic. It's ahead of KD, Zion, Steph. He's having and posting career numbers on incredible efficiency. And that deserves to be recognized as an all-star. When it comes time to move, it's always a hassle. Loading everything in the truck, hoping the priceless antique from your mother doesn't break, and trying to juggle the kids and dog in the middle of it all is enough to drive anyone crazy. But it doesn't have to be that way. The friendly, background-checked movers at Bailey's Moving and Storage have the expertise to move your family across town or even around the world. So when it's time to move, think Bailey's Moving and Storage. Call today at 801-218-2640 or check them out online at baileysallied.com. Who is he competing with? And what's the competition going to be? Because there's a difference in the starters and reserves. Starters, simple formula for how it's delivered. Fans get 50% of the vote. Players and media get the other 50 divided by two between them. And in the starters group, you have two guards, three forwards. In the reserves group, same thing. Two guards, three forwards, and then you have two wild card selections that are in that reserve group. And that's how the all-star team is determined. So where does Lowry fit in on that? Because I look at it and I see the backcourt and I see so many names, there are so many good guards in the West that he's going to have to snag one of those six opportunities in the starters and reserves. Backcourt's going to be like this. Steph, he's going to miss a couple weeks, yes, but Steph at an all-star game, it has to happen. Ja, Luca, Dame. Locks. That's the four guard spots that you have in starters and reserves. So you have to take the guard positions and take it from the two wild cards. Devin Booker playing at an MVP level for the Phoenix Suns. And then Shea Gilgis-Alexander, he's scoring 30 points per game. He needs to be at the All-Star game. So there go your two wild card selections. And that means you only have six spots to pick forwards. So Lowry needs to be a top six West player. And I think he is. Who is definitely going to make it from the forward positions right now? Jokic. This week has been phenomenal for him. He's posting 40, 27, and 10 against the Hornets. The only person to do that is Wilt. Yeah, he deserves a spot. Complete lock. Watch last night. He's become must-see television for me. There's a variety of passes that he does. He had one between the legs to Bruce Brown, one over the shoulder to Aaron Gordon. Wizard, it's amazing how he passes and what he's doing. So get him in the all-star game. Anthony Davis, he's going to miss a couple weeks, but up until this point, he was playing out of his mind. Bubble AD, it was his best statistical season since 2018, and he's averaging 28 points per game, 12 rebounds, 2 blocks. Pretty good AD numbers. And he wasn't shooting the three. I think his three-point percentage is in the 20s. 
He was doing inside the arc, dominating the post. And you want to look at his two-point percentage? Shooting 61% on two-point attempts. Sounds pretty familiar to Lowry. So Jokic AD locks as starters. And also AD's teammate. Ever heard of him? LeBron? Is in an all-star game without LeBron on the floor. And then the final lock that needs to be there is Zion. Saw him last week. Saw what he can do. He is more than worthy. Averaging 25 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists. And mind you, he is the only person in NBA history to average 25 points per game on 60% field goal shooting. Only player in history. So those four definitely need to be there. And Lowry can be number five. Who's he competing against? It's pretty simple because the guys who made it last season might not be in contention this year. Rudy Gobert got an at-large bid last time. I've seen Rudy. He's had better years than this. And it hasn't necessarily gelled in Minnesota. Carl Anthony Towns, who's going to be out, will hurt his all-star bid. But he even he's had better years. Clearly has had better years. But if they go on tears, they could certainly play themselves into this conversation. Andrew Wiggins was voted as a starter last season. And mind you, he, he's putting up better numbers than what he's doing. But this is Steph's season. Steph's playing at an MVP level. And then the final two candidates, in my estimation, have weaker cases. DeMontis Sabonis, Jeremy Grant. Neither one's the number one option for their team. And neither one is putting up better stats than Lowry. Domas can definitely pass better. As a feel-good story on the Sacramento Kings, trying to get them back to the playoffs, he deserves to get some recognition. But over Lowry? I don't think so. Grant might be the third option on the Trailblazers behind Dame and Anthony Simons. But he's holding his own. 22 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists, and he's playing stellar defense? He could be on his way to a first-time All-Star, but it's not a glaring omission if he doesn't make the team. For Lowry, it would be, because of how efficient that he's being and how good that he's playing right now. He had the right night to post a 38-point game against the Pistons. And it's one of many. The Phoenix tape, 38 points, the shot over Devin Booker, leaning back... That's unreal. Only so many players can have that shot and make it. And Lowry's one of them. Being a seven-footer with guard skills, grew up playing as a guard, he's doing what people thought he would do when he came out of Arizona. And he finally found the right team that embraces him, that is playing him like the way that he plays for Finland. He's doing it for the Jazz. And he deserves to represent this team come February. Let me tell you about First Colony Mortgage. They've been serving the lending needs of Utah for more than 35 years. As a mortgage banker, First Colony Mortgage offers advantages over other lenders. Not only do they process mortgages, they also underwrite, fund, and close mortgage loans all in-house. Their expert team is ready to help you with your home financing needs. Just check them out. First Colony Mortgage, the official mortgage lender of the Utah Jazz.
series finish because Donovan Mitchell played the Jazz for the first time this season, and he's doing phenomenally and will very likely be an Eastern Conference All-Star and should get a good reception when he comes back to represent the Cavs. They're in a starship next to the Celtics and the Bucks. But serious because in the lead-up, Donovan spoke to Mark Spears of Anscape. And they talked about his experience in Utah, what it meant for him to play here, and and the quote that is most fascinating to hear and heart-wrenching, frankly, to read is his answer when Mark asked what it's like to play for Cleveland after being in the Northeast, New York, Connecticut, playing for Cleveland after being in Salt Lake City. And I want to get it right, so I'll, I'll just read what was asked. Respectfully to Salt Lake City, for you, what was it like leaving a city that had a predominantly white population to one that is predominantly black? Does it remind you of being at home in New York? Donovan's answer. It's a little comforting for me, 100%. I'm not going to lie about that. It's no secret there's a lot of stuff that I dealt with being in Utah off the floor. If I'm being honest with you, I never really said this, but it was draining. It was draining on my energy because you can't sit in your room and cheer for me and then do all these different things. I'm not saying specifically every fan, but I just feel like it was a lot of things. A state senator saying I needed to get educated on my own black history. Seeing black kids getting bullied because of their skin color. Seeing a little girl hang herself because she's being bullied. Man, it was just one thing after another. And I will say, it's not the only place that it happens. But for me, I'm continuing to be an advocate for racial equality. And to receive the amount of pushback I got over the years, it was a lot. That only a snapshot of what Donovan said to Mark Spears ahead of the lead-up between the Jazz and the Cavaliers. And to me, my reaction to it is very similar to what Mark wrote about Jazz players way back. When Anscape was called the undefeated, Mark came out to Utah and wrote the story of how black athletes are perceived, treated when they come to Utah. Not much diversity. And it was a story about where do they go for their hair? What barbershops do they use? Where do they go for the creature comforts of home? Gay soul food. And my reaction to that story was very similar to my reaction to this. Because it's related. And it was a different world before then. Because when Mark came to do that story, it's different post-2020. And the way Donovan has been a voice for racial equality on his Instagram timeline, on his Twitter timeline, everywhere. Being on the Social Justice Committee with the NBA Players Association. Those things. And using his voice there. But my reaction to that story when it was published then was as accepting as Utahns are of their own jazz players who are black, how do we treat others? How do we make sure that teams coming in feel comfort when they're here? Because when you're in the arena, it is an equal treatment. John Morant, Russell Westbrook, Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson. They felt vitriol. They felt the ugliness of being an other and being different. And those actions are reprehensible. They can't be supported. 
They can't be lifted. They are hurting the progress. And the people who do support Donovan and Rudy, everybody on the floor, how we treat the other is so important on how it reflects on us as a society. Because in this state, progress is going to be slow. But the leadership at this team and leadership and the players are going in one direction. And it's going towards accepting each other, pushing for racial equality, pushing for the right things. And Donovan had to deal with a lot of stuff. In 2020, when athletes are finding their voice, talking about things, they're getting so much thrown at them that even in the bubble, they had to take a break. I remember doing a podcast with Clinton Yates here on this very feed, and we talked about how so much was happening that just forging through and playing the games and doing the things. You know, sometimes people need to take a break. It is wearing. These people are humans. These athletes have humanity. And when we talk about trade deadline, who's an asset, I always try to steer away from that because of how much I need to recognize these people as humans. They aren't contracts. They aren't things that we play on the trade machine or we talk about their advanced numbers. No, they're people that are humans. No, they have feelings. They have humans. They're humanity. It's why I've been so pro-player on the podcast and why I'm not a rip artist. I don't just attack people for the way that they played. But 2020 and the, the years that followed have shown how this organization is trying to do the right things and push Utah in the right direction. And there are people that are meet it that are not wanting it to go that way. When Ryan Smith is one that okays the scholarship program, he's met with Tucker Carlson on Fox News saying it's unfair because lifting minorities and giving them scholarships is somehow damaging in 2022. But those are the enemies you want to make. If Tucker Carlson says you're doing something wrong, pretty sure you could say you're doing something right. Fighting racism will offend racists. And the work that we do to try and lift minorities, people of color, people who don't have a seat at the table every single day, it's tough and necessary work. Needs to happen. 2020 revealed a lot in how much and how far this country, the state, people need to go to get on the same level and and to move in the right direction so that they can support the team, support the players, support the community. Because even if there aren't that many black people in Utah, they still deserve to be supported. And for Donovan to voice these feelings that he had to Mark Spears, I'm sure it was cathartic. I'm sure it was good to finally get it off his chest the way that he was feeling because of the backlash that he got from some people. Go to some of those posts. I hope you listening to this podcast take time to listen to him. Read what he said to Mark again and again. Because as much as it hurts to hear or to read, it hurts to feel. It hurts to be on his side. And as we continue to push for progress, push for things to get better, it can be a lot. It could be, in one word, draining. Five stars, nice reviews. That's all I ask of you. Let others know that you're listening to the podcast. Round Ball Roundup is where you go to find us. I'll have a podcast next week as we continue celebrating the holidays. Whatever you do, enjoy, have a good time, 
and enjoy watching jazz basketball because this team is fun. Because watching basketball is fun. So we'll be back. In the meantime, enjoy. It's Roundball Roundup on utahjazz.com. Mm-hmm.